Welcome to the Millennial Missions Podcast. Our heart is to connect missionaries all around the world, filling them with hope as they strive to fulfill their calling in Christ and to empower others to go. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Millennial Missions Podcast. My name is Tyler Lee and I just want to say thank you for joining and for listening. I just want to encourage you before we get going to like and uh, subscribe to the podcast. You know, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and I just encourage you, hey, leave a comment, leave a review. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, It's important to me to get some feedback. And if you don't have anything nice to say, then let's do what all our mom said. Let's just not say anything at all. That would be appreciated. <laughs> so let's dive in. Today is going to be it's going to be a little different than kind of what we've been talking about before. There's just been something that has been on my heart recently that I just felt you know let's just throw it in a podcast. Let's talk about it and um, let's just dive into it. You know we've been talking a lot about our calling in in the ministry and um, maybe you are not called to the full-time ministry, but I do believe that you are called to a ministry, whether that's serving in the ministry of helps or maybe that's just serving underneath somebody on staff, or maybe it is doing uh, well, kind of what we do, joining the mission field, going into the world and changing that community, changing that nation, changing that city, wherever God has called you. Maybe that does look like that. I do believe that no matter where we are in life, we are called to change the area, change the community, to stand in the gap and to really, you know, create a a revolution, basically, I think is a good term for it, to create a revolution that will change the area that you live in. You know, I think about the American Revolution. We're coming up on July 4th and uh, for... Most of you, I hope you do know your history if you are in the United States of America that July 4th, 1776 marked the day that the fathers of the United States of America signed the Declaration of Independence, basically stating that we are a free nation, free from the tyranny of the King of England, and that they did not have to adhere to the rules and the law of a nation that was 3,000 miles away. So when I think about them is they got a revelation of who they were and what they had. And what they had was land. They had a country. They had the ability to create and establish their own nation. And these men decided after figuring out who they were, that they were going to basically stand up to the system, that they did not have to bow down, that they did not have to listen to really what was standing in front of them from basically their whole lives, that they did not have to listen to what the world was saying to them. And though their world at that point was, You need to give taxes, you need to listen, you need to obey, that you need to worship the way that we command you to worship. And so when I think about that and how that relates to the church, there are a lot of things that are happening in the world today, you know, um, as far as the political landscape, the social justice issue that is going on rampant in the United States and probably even more across the world. 
and the I guess really the fulfilling of prophecy of Second Thessalonians and Second Timothy, where Paul talked about what was going to happen in the last days. We are seeing more and more lawlessness happening in the world. And sorry for my pause, but you understand that that means the church has to rise up that the church has to stand in the gap, stand in the doorway, and stand against what is happening. And that only will happen once we get a revelation of who we are, when we begin to understand what we have in the name of Jesus, what he has given to us on the cross. And then we need to access it and become who God has called you to be, who he's called me to be, and really ultimately who he's called the church to be. And that means that we all have to do our part. We all need to be, we all need to be who God has called us to be. It's just as simple as that. And so when you see all the things that are happening in the world, when you see the the lawlessness, when you see all these people in all these different walks of life, whether it's the LGBTQ+, whether it's um, finding their identity in a political system, a political ideology, whether it's people that are attaching themselves to worldly systems, that is what is going to continue to hinder what God is trying to do in the nations and what God is trying to do in your life, in my life. But once we make that decision, you know what? I'm going to live for God the way I know he's called me to live. Then you're going to see change come about. And when you have that revelation of just that, then that's going to spark a revolution. And that revolution will change the atmosphere. It will change the world. It will change what's going on in really the lives of those who are around you. It's going to change it all. It's going to change the system. And really, that's what I want to see happen. I don't know. Personally, I don't know about you, but I want to see change come about. You know, that... That word revolution, you know, the definition of revolution is, well, let me pull it up. It is to affect radical change, any fundamental complete change, the replacement of a government or political system. So when a revolution sparks, just like the American Revolution sparked, it changes the atmosphere. It changes the situation. It changes the landscape down to the very fundamental, down to the very core, things are changed. And so when the American Revolution started, it was started by the founding fathers who stood up and said, you know what, enough is enough. A change happened. The very core of the nation changed. And when we stand up and we look at the antichrist spirit that's in the world that is running rampant, 
and we stand up with a revelation of who we are, what we have, it is going to spark a revolution in your life and in the lives of those around you because there's, there is a fundamental change. When you stand up in the power of Jesus and you say enough is enough. And so really the heart behind what I'm talking about is the reality that you can't be whatever you want to be. That might sound super harsh. That might sound that might sound just mean, but that's but that's the truth. You know, you, you I can't speak for generations before me because I wasn't there. But I know growing up and for the millennial generation and and I would say even more for the Zers and the generation after them that you just hear that that all the time. Well, you can be whatever you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. That's not true. That's not true. You can't and you shouldn't. When you decide or when you decided to follow Jesus, you know that song, I have decided to follow Jesus. When you sang that song or when you said those words, it meant something. It meant that, you know what? Whatever I wanted, whatever I did or wanted to do, I'm going to lay at the feet of Jesus and I'm going to say, you know, your word I'm going to follow. Your steps I'm going to take. Your plan I'm going to make my plan. Your vision my vision. Whatever you see, I'm going to see. Whatever you say, I'm going to say. Whatever you do, I'm going to do. That's what you said. We said, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to make him Lord of my life. There are a lot of people making Jesus their savior, but they're not making him their Lord. And I'm sorry if maybe, maybe that, that is, that sounds harsh, but the reality is the Bible said, not sounded, sounded real Southern right there. The Bible, the Bible said, that when you made Jesus your Lord of your life, that's how we're saved, right? By confessing with our mouth that he is Lord. When you say that, that means you are making him in charge of your very being. You know, in, in, in the medieval times, you know, in, 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 the, in the dark ages, in Great Britain especially, there are what they were called lords. And basically a lord at that time was in charge or the the steward or the house of a of a town. They're almost almost like a almost like a mayor, except they're not elected. It's their land basically that they're running and ruling in the name of the king. And so basically when you lived in the land of that Lord, you had to adhere to what rules and commands that they said. And when the king called upon his lords to say it was a time for battle, you know, he would call these lords to him and say, Hey, I need you to fight. And so then they would call their into their land. They would call their 
bannermen is what they were called. And they would rally them to the, the, the in the name of the king and, and, and go to battle. So all these people were from, you know, Lord so-and-so, how so-and-so, Lord so-and-so, that, that's how they they did it. It's not it's not like the United States where where all these people joined the United States military. No, they pledged their allegiance to this house and this house pledges their allegiance to the king. And so when same thing, when we pledge our allegiance to Jesus, our Lord, that means when he calls upon us to do something, we're to do it. And there are a whole lot of things in the Bible that God is asking us to do, asking us to follow that Let's just face it, a lot of Christians are not doing. They're not acting that way. And that's the thing. That's why I said, well, Tyler, when, when you know, as, as time has wore on, you know, the Bible has come, come a little obsolete in some areas and it's needed to change. The church has needed to change their views on some things, that they need to become more open to the the world and what and what people are saying and how community and culture is changing the bible needs to to start to to change with it well that's just a bunch of baloney the bible does not need to change jesus god the same yesterday today and forever he's not going to change well that doesn't make any sense he doesn't change he doesn't change, so why should we say that his word should? Why do we say, well, 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 those commands, those, those verses, they're outdated. You know what's funny is the only the only thing that people ever say in the Bible that's outdated are are commands and rules. No one really wants to say, well, God's grace, it's it's outdated. You know, his love, it's it's outdated. He doesn't love anybody anymore. It's outdated. You don't really hear that except for maybe atheists or agnostics. You don't you don't hear those. You don't hear the positives are outdated. Only the negatives. The negatives are outdated and they need to change. But that's because there has been this this culture in the world for the for 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 decades now that you know well whatever you want it's okay. Whatever you need it's okay. It's fine. It's all okay. That, that that's what's began to happen and now because society wants everything handed to them i mean literally handed to them people people want more and more stimulus checks they want they want their their you know student aid taken care of they, they basically they they hey you know the government should just give us all teslas so so we can so we can, you know, get rid of the get rid of the fossil fuels and get rid of the gasoline and and stop ripping that hole in the ozone. They just want everything handed to them. So because of that, now they're looking at the Bible and they're just saying, "Well, I don't like that. That doesn't really work for me." So let's change it. Let, or or let's just let's just omit that scripture. You know, the Bible's fine if we just omit this scripture, then I can follow. Then I can do everything. Then then I can live the life that you know, the Christian life. As long as this rule or this this I shouldn't even say rule. Rule rules rule's a bad word. An ask, a 
command. I like like that a little bit better. Command, but really, it, it's it's an ask, but it's a, you know a command too. But God is asking. He's saying, you know, if you love me, then you will follow my commands. And 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 this is how you can show love towards me. If you do these things, if you love me. And so we can we can say all that we want to say that. Well, that's outdated. That doesn't work for me. I don't want to do that. I'll love Jesus like the next person. I'm just not going to do this. Well, then you really need to take a long, hard look in the mirror and really say, well, well, is is that love? I mean, it's just a simple thing that Jesus said. If you love me, will you follow my commandments? That if you love me, you will follow my commandments. And so if you can't do that, then do you do you really do you really love him the way he loves you and the way that he wants us to love him? You know, the the biggest thing that we can do is we we lay down what we want. You know, you know, we 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 act like, you know, it's 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 fine if we don't you know jesus jesus said you know if this path this cup can pass for me you know let's find another way but there was another way and that's why he said to his to to god his father before he went on the cross let your will be done not mine so what does that tell us that tells us yeah he wanted us to be free of sin, but he didn't want to go through that, at least not in that moment. And so we can do the same. It just means that we have to do what I said in the beginning, stand up, speak out against even yourself and say, I'm not doing that. I'm not giving into that. I'm not following that line of thought. Just because society and culture is telling me to do, to do this, to say this, to believe this, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to fall for that. I'm not going to go down that that line. It it really it really makes me sad when I see so many Christians, people that I I, I love, that I'm friends with. They they don't. They haven't stood up. And I'm not saying this from a condemnation standpoint. I'm not saying this because I want to ridicule. I'm just saying this because it's it's sad. It's sad that I've seen people sacrifice a little bit of who they are, a little bit of the calling that God has put on their life for worldly ideology that's not going to last it's not going to be there in 40, 50, 60 years. That's going to be completely obsolete when Jesus comes back. And let me tell you, he's coming back. He's going to be here soon.
I don't know, maybe I need to do a podcast on on the end times and how that relates to the missionary. Maybe that'd be that'd be a fun podcast. Maybe that'll be the that'll coming up soon. I think that should be the next one. Reasons why Jesus is coming back and why you need to be a missionary. <laughs> so I've said all this to say there is a reason why you can't be who you want to be. You know, there was a time in my life where, you know, I, I can say that for for most of my life, for, for as long as I can remember, the really the only thing I wanted to do was this, is be in the ministry. But there are times where, you know, other than dreaming about being an NBA player, which obviously, you know, I was not nearly talented enough for, for that, but is I had always thought about how fun it would be to coach high school basketball and be a high school history teacher. I, I just, I love history and I love basketball. And, and you know, it's funny in my high school is every, it was like almost every history teacher was a coach of some some sort. Actually, I think they all were. Pretty sure they all were. If any of my um any of my friends listening from from high school you just you you tell me if i'm if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure all all the coaches were history teachers. well not all the coaches were history teachers, but all the history teachers were coaches of some sort, so I always just thought man that'd be so much fun, but it was never a serious thought it's never like I looked at what you know a teaching degree or a history degree or anything like that because I knew what I was supposed to do. Even even at there were times where like you know that's I'd rather do that it wasn't it wasn't even even a really a real thought because it wasn't it's not who I'm supposed to be you me everyone we were created for a very specific purpose with a very specific plan you can't be who you want to be at least not not well you know I see people struggling. At times in life, whether it, 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 and I'm not saying it could be anything, could be struggling in any, any, any capacity, but usually you can always look at it and say, well, you know, okay, they're having, they're having, you know, issues with, with their kids. Um, I'm not saying that this is, this is every single case, but a lot of times you look and you're like, well, Maybe you weren't even supposed to be in that state. Maybe they weren't even supposed to be in that town because you were supposed to be somewhere else. Maybe you're supposed to be pastoring and you're in the business. You're 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 running a business, or you know, maybe you're struggling financially because you haven't made the right moves that God has wanted you to make. There's countless situations, countless reasons for things, but I, I I feel like there's a lot of lot of times in our life that we are in a situation where if we were following the plan of God for our life, we wouldn't be there, and that situation that we are currently in is causing us more pain than good. But if we were to just step out and step into what He's called us to do, then things would begin to get better. It's just it's just the reality. Of many, many, many cases. Can I say that that that's clear across the board? Absolutely not. But maybe you're listening and you're saying, well, you know what? I I know that there are some things that that I, I felt like I should do, but they seemed hard, they seemed difficult, so I, I never I never did them. 
But I'm wondering if I did those things, if I changed and I took that path, if things would get better. Well, if if it is what God's called you to do, then I promise you it will get better. It will. And so I can't I can't I can't stress enough. You were you were designed for a specific task. Maybe, maybe it is to be a high school history teacher and a high school basketball coach. Maybe that is what you're supposed to be. So you can influence those kids the right way. You know, I can, I can pretty much, even, even the people that, you know, aren't, aren't in the ministry or maybe they're not even they they're not real, even Christians or following, following, you know, a, a, a strong Christian life. I feel like there are a lot of people that I, I, I can say, well, I, I know what you're called to, but do you? That I can see the giftings that God has naturally put into people, whether they're saved or not, I can see it. And I can say, you know what, you, sh- you should just start a business because I'm telling you. You know, I ha- I do, you know, you have those you have those people in your life that it seems no matter what they do, they're just good at it. And I'm just like you. You just you just need to invest. You just need to you need you need you need to start something because whatever you start, it's gonna work. Just do it. Just step out and do it. There are people that are called to be in the business world. There are people out there that are called to run their own business, to run their own businesses, to start something, to invent something. Because when you do those things, you have influence, and that influence can radically change the world around you. I'm telling you. You never know what you could do. You know, in in the podcast with, with my dad, you know, he, he said something I just thought was absolutely so profound that when you are taking the steps when that, that God is leading you to take, there is no telling what's going to come from it. There's no telling what God's going to do through you and through those around you when you are continuing to put yourself in a place where God has called you to be. I just, I think about it all the time. Where would I be if I didn't take this step? Where would I be if I didn't do this? Where would I be if I said, you know what, that's not for me. That's not what I want to do. I'm going to do it my way. I can almost tell you, here's the funny thing. You know, our way, we can pretty much see what's going to happen when we do it our way. And usually it's never really what we think it's going to be. But we can always see it. We can't always really see what's going to happen when we do it God's way. But it's always going to be better. It, and it might take some time to realize that. Because sometimes, sometimes our way is the quick fix. And so we can say, you know what, if I just did this, then things would just change instantly. And, and maybe that's true. But what about the long haul? Instead of fixing it for this year, what about next year? If you're in that same boat, in that same situation, what's going to happen next year? Same thing with 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 um with anything really, you know. But if you take that plan that God has given you, and you say, you know what? Instead of the quick fix, let's go for the long haul. And then maybe this year it's still going to be a little tough. Maybe next year it's going to be a little tough. But in two years from now, in three years from now, there is absolutely no telling. 
I'm t- I'm, I, 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 I promise you, I promise you, just stop and pause and really, really begin to think about your life. Really begin to think about the things that you're good at, the things that you're talented at, the things that you love, and really begin to just ask God, okay, all these things, the things I'm good at, the things that I love, the things that I'm passionate about, how can I use them for you? How do they fit in the plan that God has for you and and begin to work towards that that's what I, that's why I say you know I, I look at people and I can say you're good at this God wants to use that for 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 something big do I know everything no I absolutely do not know everything and and I, I very well could be wrong but you know there are a lot of people in my life that I thought that, you know what, if you just decided to to start living a life for God and you, st- you walked into that calling, you would be a fantastic pastor, a fantastic evangelist, a fantastic missionary. There are so many people that I can just think off the top of my head. And so, you can't be who you want to be. But why would you want to when you can be who God wants you to be? He knows the beginning from the end. He knows what's best for you. He also knows what's worst for you. And there can't be anything worse than not following what God has called you to do. Not following what he has laid out for you. So we're going to be back uh, next week. And, and and I'm sorry if this sounded like a little bit of a ramble. Um you know what? I'm not sorry because I believe that this was something that I was—I I just had to say. I had to get it off my chest, and and um, I want to say thank you again for listening. Let me pray for you real quick, Father, in the name of Jesus. I just thank you so much for everyone listening, for everyone that that hit play today, wherever they are, in their car, in their house, Father. I just pray you bless them and you encourage them that they can be who you have called them to be. And to not go the route of being who they think they should be, who they want to be, but who you want them to be. I thank you for courage and boldness in every single listener. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys are awesome. I can't tell you how much it blesses me that you are listening, that uh, you're getting something from this. Again, I want to hear from you. You can go to our website, millennialmissions.org. You can connect with us there. You can also join the Millennial Missions Facebook group page and be a part of what we are doing there. It's just simply a place that you can connect, be each other's resources, missionaries all around the world. I have some big things coming soon to the podcast. More guests are coming on. They're lining up. I can't wait for them to be on with you. And, uh... I want to just you know and you know what find me on find me on Facebook. If you're not friends with me on Facebook or Instagram, you can find me at Tyler Lee on Facebook. That's my name, Tyler Lee. And then my Instagram handle is now let me just say this. I'm not asking this for followers. 
I, I, I couldn't care less about that. I'm not looking for followers. I'm just looking for people that want to connect, that want to talk to, hang out with. So you can find me at Tyler underscore Lee 18, 18 because that's the year I got married. So um, if you have any questions for me, I'd, I'd love I'd love to hear them. And uh, can't wait to be with you next time. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Millennial Missions Podcast. We invite you to visit our website, millennialmissions.org, to read blog posts, find resources, and most importantly, to connect with us. See you next time.